Hello and welcome to Rigore, the Italian football podcast that likes to take a look at all things calcio from a slightly different perspective, slightly lower down the league or very near the bottom of the league <laughs> in the case of my team. Uh, I'm Marco. And I'm Giancarlo and I'm looking down on him from a little higher up the league but uh, not with any great pleasure this week either <laughs> as we become the, the two grumpy men of uh, Italian football podcasting. Indeed, uh, in fact I'm going to avoid speaking about that to begin with at least and uh, because as we record this the Lazio-Napoli game has just finished and it was some end to the game uh, with a brilliant, brilliant last-minute winner from Fabian Ruiz there to, to take Napoli to the top of the table. What did you make of it? Oh, it was a, it was a cracking game. I, I think sometimes you wonder, you know, as we've often said the Serie A, not great at marketing itself. Mm. Uh, sometimes they stick on a Sunday night game that's a bit of a stinker, and that's supposed to be, certainly historically, was Serie A's showpiece. Uh, yeah. But they got it right this week because it was a it was a good game ding dong battle up and down the pitch all the way through and you know we thought it had taken when Pedro scored an absolute worldie to, yeah. to equalise having Insigne given Napoli the lead it, it looked like yet again you know another title contender was was tripping over itself to try and let Juve back into contention but obviously Napoli had other ideas Insigne in the almost the perfect position to shoot, rolled it to Fabian Ruiz, yeah, who, I know. who then curled. And I mean, if you can watch it again from behind the goal, it's one of these, yeah. it's almost a Roberto Carlos style effort in that it sets off well outside the post and just curls. I mean, I don't think two goalkeepers could have, could have saved no, it, it. And it just brushes the post. It, it, it it's absolutely it's, perfect. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not Neapolitan, but, you know, I, I was almost jumping up and down with delight because I think as I've said before they have the you know the fewest scudetti of those that are in the mix for the title and it would mean so much for them to um, to take to take a title you know and so that that result obviously puts them back top of the table and from a few weeks ago looking like they were completely out of the chase they're yeah. now they're now you know, of of the of the three that were in the chase, they're in the they're in the best form. They do have a you know tough tough games ahead, definitely. But you know, they, they certainly over the two Milanese, their their form is is far mm -hmm. far superior. Yeah, and they do play. I mean, as you say, tonight's game was a, really a great advert for Serie A because it was two teams really going at each other, playing good football, creating good chances. Um, even Immobile looked like he like he was a player tonight. So, um, they, they, yeah, they play, compared to certainly how the Milanese clubs have been playing recently, they they, they seemed on a, on a different level, to be honest. And I, I think for Napoli, what makes a huge difference is um, since Aussie men's come back, I think he does make a difference to their to their front line. He, he gives them a focal point there, yeah. you know, and he gives them also a good out ball if you're struggling mm -hmm. at all. Not that Napoli really go direct very often, but you know, if they need to, they can go direct. He'll fight for it. Or if you knock it into space, there's not many people, not many defenders keeping up with him. He's strong in the air as well, so you know, he, he does give them a good a good focal point. 
there to their attack. You know, they've got lots of nice, skillful players all around them, um, but he gives them that that end product. I mean, the only thing that was slightly disappointing about tonight's game was if ever the cameras panned around to the stadium and the, yeah, the, the half right. the half empty Olimpico where you know Lazio. It's a shame because they've been playing some nice football, but you know there's all sorts of goings on there between the, kind of the supporters and the the presidency or the ownership of the club or whatever. That that means that even though they're doing quite well, the uh, the, the ground was half empty. But for those of us that watched on the television, it was a it was a cracking way to to end the weekend. It was, and so it does put Napoli um, top of the league and. Um... Inter do have a game in hand though but but what I was going to ask you about while we're still on the title race before we start moving down the table was whether you thought Juve still have a chance because I was looking at a, a, a form table and this might not be true now although I think it probably will be even though Napoli won that over the past 12 weeks Juve are the best are in the best form of anyone in the league so do they still have a chance to to steal that title away? Much as you know, much as it would pain a, a Fiorentina fan to see. So, I mean, I, I think they do. I think it's an outside chance. But, mm. but you know, if you look at the form of the two Milan sides, certainly, you know, they look eminently catchable. And mm. I had a wee look um, at the running the respective teams have got, and you've got to see, you know, Juventus only have two of the current top six left to play between now and the end of the season, where mm-hmm. Milan still have three, Napoli still have three. I think Inter's only got a couple as well, and obviously that that game in hand. But, you know, their running looks looks quite decent. So I think it still take, you know, a fair slip-up from the, from the top sides. And, and it's the weight of numbers, if you like. There are three teams there that need to, implode a bit for Juventus but when you look at the running you know the next game Spezia, Samp, Salernitana you're, mm-hmm. you're not really thinking that they're going to drop many points and you know even at the weekend they're, they, they weren't awesome no, they, right. they weren't yeah. awesome but you know now they've got Vlaovic to, to get the job done who scored two cracking goals mm-hmm. again you know so you've got to think that they they do have a they do have a chance and you know I suppose maybe it, it, there might be a question of you know will the will Champions League weigh on them a bit you know if if they progress in that it, will they, it might not for very well much well that that's that, <laughs> yeah you're you're absolutely right that's the thing for for all Italian teams because in, yeah. enter the same situation yeah. really you know will will it will it be a problem? Probably not. They're probably all going to be concentrated on the on the Scudetto in the not too distant future. So, I mean, yes, is 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 the thing. I, I think they do have a shot at it, but it's just if one team, you know, tonight was a big swing for for Napoli. And interestingly enough, as I was looking at the running of of all the teams, I think that the the Scudetto might pass by Florence because I think that. Fiorentina are the only team that all four of them have to play between now and oh, the end right, of the okay. season. So, um, in, in, in a roundabout way, I've worked this round to my own team. But you know, <laughs> like uh, uh, but no, in a roundabout way, but, uh, Fiorentina sitting outside of that top six, but still a you know a tricky team 
on their day for any of them mm-hmm. to play. So, you know, I, I think that that you know, not that that's going to decide it, but you know that 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 will be a, a potential stumbler. You know, a measure, if you like, of how good these teams are. If you beat Fiorentina, you you probably be a you know definite title contender. But if you can't beat Fiorentina, maybe yeah. maybe you should forget about it. That's the <laughs> that's the that's the bottom line. Well, I mean, let let's stay on Fiorentina uh, briefly. Obviously, they played um, Sassuolo this weekend, and it was probably a painful watch for you, uh, particularly in the very last minute. But um, it was a battle between two of the up and coming managers in Italiano and Dionisi, and obviously Dionisi uh, got the better of Italiano this time. But I mean, how far do you think each of them? Can, has the potential to go because they have impressed. I mean, they, they they both produce sides that play nice football and and you know they're good to and they win big games. Well, I mean, it's a solo in particular. I seem to be specialists in you know mm-hmm. raising their game for the the big boys. You'd say over the season so far anyway, Italiano's kind of credits are a, are a little bit higher, but it. I think he got. Oh, it, it was a funny game on 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 Saturday, and I, I think it could have gone either way. Fiorentina had their chances, Sassuolo had their chances, and those of us who have been following Fiorentina for a long time knew almost certainly that when they equalised late on, they would find a way to uh, contrive to concede a, a late goal. It, it was annoying that um, Bonaventura should probably be put in the stocks and pelted with mm-hmm. old Florentine tomatoes for uh, getting himself sent off really another another classic Fiorentina sending off of uh, committing a foul and then telling the ref where to go yeah, you've had a couple of players to do uh, uh, Nico Gonzalez did well, it, uh, yeah no it's, it's, a, it's a definite trend we're one of the worst red card teams in in Serie A, just the discipline is a is an issue, and you know it needs to. Yeah, we're quite a high intensity team, and I think that maybe mm-hmm. rubs off that not not just the descent, but also the kind of the last ditch desperate fouls that goalkeepers commit or defenders commit, and inevitably see a red card. But getting back to your question, you know, obviously I've seen more of Italiano. I think he can go higher than Fiorentina. I don't think there's much doubt. It'd be nice to think that maybe we'd hang around for a while. We seem mm-hmm. to have a we seem to have an issue with keeping players, so it would be nice to at least uh, it'd be nice to at least keep a manager and say, well, you know, this is a two to three year project of of getting Fiorentina um, up into the European places again. For Dionisi, I'd, I'd wrote about him for Football Italia earlier in the season, and I know he passed through your way as well in Venezia, mm-hmm. and he's clearly an ambitious guy and I think he's maybe found a club that kind of ties up to his ambitions for the time being anyway you know Sassuolo are a a club that aim quite high as well for a provincial team and so you know I think they can do quite quite well together as well he's it's been mixed a mixed bag of results but you know there have been some eye-catching ones along the way and so you know again it wouldn't be surprising it seems that like if every other manager in Serie A just now is Tuscan, and uh, he's another off the Tuscan production line. I, I mean, I lose count. I didn't realise that Choffi at 
Udinese is is from yeah, Tuscany yeah. as well. So I think there's, I don't know, every game you tune in, Spalletti, Mazzari, Allegri, you know, they're just they, they they can hardly be a C pronounced properly in the whole of in the whole of Serie A. But he's he's a boy with potential. Is whether you know whether his ambition will outstretch his abilities, I don't know. But um, you know, he must be a man that I think when when things start going wrong. It, one of the bigger clubs, you know, they might they might have a look and say, well, this is a boy that clearly knows uh, knows his stuff and and how to and how to get on in Serie A. But I mean, what what, yeah. what do you think about him, Marco? Having actually, I mean, seen I don't I, I don't like how he left because he is he is ambitious to the point of, you know, just being willing to walk out on a club because he did it to us, he did it to Empoli. Um, but he does he is a good manager and he gets his teams playing nice football and he seems to be able to get the best out of um, the players that he's got. And obviously it's a swallow. He's got the best bunch of players that he's coached yet. So I can see him um, doing well. And But as soon as, I think as soon as a big club even starts sniffing around, then he'll be going very quickly, to be honest, because he, I think his ambition outstrips everything else. And certainly I'm hoping next week he has one of his off weeks when he visits the the Pierluigi Penzo Stadium, um, which which brings me on to the relegation battle and dogfight, um, which obviously is not a favourite topic of mine this week. Um, Cagliari managed to beat Torino in in Turin, and uh, we lost pretty comprehensively in the end to Verona, unfortunately. So that put so we've swapped places, and it's now us, Genoa and Salernitana in the bottom three. Um, and it just seems to me like even Genoa and Salernitana are on a bit of a run of form. And we, to be honest, in the past 12 weeks, going back to that form table, are the worst team in the league. Um, so it's, none of it is boding well. I mean, I don't know what's your take on the on the relegation. Well, I mean, I watched I watched a fair chunk of of the the derby, if only um, to to allow myself to. Uh, I'm so fond of that old uh, adage about the um, Veneziani Gran Signori and the, the Veronese Tutti Matti. So I, I like to see this was the the nobles against the madmen and the the madmen came out on top. I mean, yeah. I long for the time when we get the the Manjagati and the the Grand Tori back up there yeah. as well, so we can all we can all have a good uh, Veneto Veneto rumble. But it, it it was a classic game of not taking chances and then being yeah. punished by you know. I think if you'd swapped um, Simeone had swapped sides probably Venezia would have won that game. I mean, that, that's a slight simplification because I think Verona are, are probably, well, are definitely a, a more cohesive and an overall powerful unit. But in the first half, Venezia did have chances. It was a it was a bad day at the office for Caldara. Um, mm-hmm. Not that, in fairness to him, I don't think you're looking at him to be your top goal scorer. Um, but he did he did struggle and then in in the in the second half, you know, Verona's superior play took over and it and in Simeone, a, a man that Florence rejected, um, they they found a, a, a goal scorer. Although I think it, I think it's just that he's in the right place. I think um, Simeone I had somebody on Twitter asking me earlier, you know, should he be at a 
bigger team than Verona, but I genuinely don't know. I think it's quite a nice setting for him. He needs yeah. he needs to be the kind of the favoured man, and he is now, and that's that's bearing fruit. So yeah, that was a you know that was a hammer blow, and having coming on top of as you say Calgary winning earlier, that it does leave Venezia looking a bit forlorn, and that it's the lack of goals that is just yeah. a, a chronic problem. I don't need to tell you that you watch them most weeks and yeah. see how few goals they produce. I don't think, I mean, I'm fairly confident that um, neither um, of, of the bottom two will overhaul you. I mean, uh, well, I mean, possibly Genoa one draw at a time might. Yeah, um, right, you know, exactly. you can forget. Who... I mean, they've scored even less goals than yeah, that, but uh, they managed to pull out a, a draw every week. Yeah, now, and so, I don't, I don't yeah. think, I don't think Salernitana, although they have hit some form, I, I think they will still finish below you. But it's just who is that e and other? You know, yeah. last week we had it pegged this Calgary, and then they did the dirty on you. And now, you know, they, I was looking at form table as well, and still, I think that I think. I wouldn't be sleeping too soundly if I was a new Dinesi fan because mm-hmm. their form's pretty average as well. But Venezia, is, bottom line, is need to start scoring a few yeah. goals, really. That's the. Yeah, that's what, the... what disappointed me was that the after the first goal went in, we kind of just dropped our heads and there was no real fight there, which is the first time I've seen that from Zanetti's teams. Normally that is there, so that that was a bit a bit of a bad sign but you mentioned Udinese there and I wanted to ask you about them because their equaliser against Milan was controversial to say the least Um, it looked like a handball but it didn't even go to VAR and it was allowed to stand and now today the referees association are saying that they are not suspending the referee Um, and it just goes back to what I've said before which is the standard of officiating in Italy, what, is it, am, am I overly critical? As as a fan of a small team, it is possible that I feel the decisions going against me that aren't, but I just haven't been impressed with what I've seen uh, this year in Serie A at all. Now, I mean, I, I preface this with the fact that I don't watch a huge amount of other football beyond English and Scottish football. Um, I, I'd, I wonder if it's not that they're particularly awful; they're just differently awful, and the, yeah, and that yeah, and the, the the emphasis in Italy is on different is on different things, and I, I think you see so many fouls given or penalties given. Although you know, since we installed a dodgy <laughs> right. penalty of the week feature, there actually haven't been you know there've been rel- remarkably few penalties. But nonetheless, I saw I mean I saw one where they did rule it out at least this weekend where I think Salernitana where Ribery kicked someone on the back of the leg and they, mm-hmm. they gave the penalty and VR did chalk that one out. But you know that certainly the the, the Milan one you wonder why they didn't at least go and look at it. I mean, it was, in fairness, I mean, I've watched it again a couple of times and it, you know, it's it's quite hard to tell the dynamic is, of, tell, of what yeah. went on, but it does look like, I mean, all the physics seem to suggest that it could only have gone in off his, off his arm. It was his reaction immediately afterwards as well. He sort of looked back as if 
to check that the goal was being given, which is often a giveaway. That, that is a that is a telltale sign, right enough. And so you know, the, uh, big big thing. And to not to not be called to Lukai, but it's that thing of the. I don't. I think we could do with somebody. Uh, I, I, you know, the clear and obvious error. What what. Is that yeah. you know, and my clear and obvious error probably isn't yours. And I, I do think, though, the one thing I would say, I don't think you're entirely um, paranoid or have a chip on your shoulder. Although you do a bit, but not in, <laughs> not not entirely, because I do think that they do rewind the tape further and in more detail for a bigger team than, yeah. than they do for a wee team. I think it's it's just it's the nature of the world. It's it's easier to um, steamroller or ignore the the claims of the the lower side than it is to um, you know the the force of say the outcry from Milan in the Gazeta dello yeah. Sport. They went, we are, who cares what's in the? I mean, I don't even know what the paper is in Venice. But you know, Gazzettino. The Gazzettino. Yeah. If um, you know what, what does he? What do they care? What do they tell you? Know, officials <laughs> care if the Gazzettino says Venezia robbed. They just. I mean, they probably put it in the toilet for use <laughs> later in the later in the week. You know what I mean? So you just you don't have that powerful lobby, and yeah. so you know. Yeah. I, I think we saw that. He, 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 you know, we get it all the time in Italy. I think it happens a bit less now, but you get those sort of compensation decisions where one, yeah. one week the big team moans and groans about why haven't we got... And watch next week Milan get their penalty to, to cheer them up. And it's it's a false it's a false balancing. I think in Italy often we, we give the two wrongs to try to make a right where it was better just to say that we got it wrong yeah. and carry on rather than those those sort of compensation penalties, yellow card, red cards still go on and that's where um, Italy's got a lot to got a lot to improve on, I think. In and, to, to be fair to you know, I, I have not been the most complimentary of Milan uh this on this podcast so far this season but to be fair to them they do seem to me just off the top of my head to have had quite a few bad decisions against them there was the goal that Spezia scored against them as well that should have been disallowed um so yeah do these things balance out over the season maybe but yeah overall I think the refereeing could certainly be better but I think partly it is perhaps because of the the, the way that they approach the game, as you say, in Italy, is a is perhaps a different. They're overly picky about certain things, and they don't let other things go. They, that they, they shouldn't be. Doing. They definitely do. I mean, I think that's. And then I think we see sometimes the effects of that in Europe when Italian teams go yeah. in and they expect some decisions. Uh, and they don't get them, and they're, they're infuriated, and then you know, and other decisions that they they didn't even countenance as a free kick or whatever um, go against them, you know. So it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing. I do think there are more referees now trying to let the play flow, but even in that, I think mm. sometimes they they overcompensate and let <laughs> and let sort of knee high tackles yeah, carry exactly. on, you know. So it, it's a it's a difficult job. I don't envy a referee. I don't think you know, <laughs> even as a journalist, I think referees probably sit still above us in the most loathed professions in the world. <laughs> so you know, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't envy them. I don't envy them that. But certainly, I, uh, the, the, the consistency is always the thing. And as I say, just certain things that get given in Italy that just wouldn't get given anywhere else yeah. in the world. I don't think. 
Yep, that's it. Well, we'll see how they, they referee next week. I'm certainly hoping for a dodgy penalty or two against us. Well, that would, that's probably the only way we'll score, let's be honest. But um, uh, that's all for from us for this week. Um, so if you enjoyed the podcast, please do rate and review it. Make sure you're following it and subscribed up to it because uh, that really helps us. And follow us on Twitter as well uh, to find out when the latest episode is out. But otherwise, we'll see you next week. See you, folks.